The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome to Monday morning, everybody. It's uh, you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. My name is Kevin McDonald, and this is Positive Talk Radio. It is a Monday morning today, and I hope everybody is doing well. It is also a holiday that is a new federal holiday. And so if you're going to the bank, I'm sorry, but it's closed. If and government offices are also closed. And uh, and so if you're wondering how that, that all came to be, um, and what that is that the it is um, it is a new holiday that that they put together and it's uh, also known as Emancipation Day or Freedom Day. Juneteenth uh, commemorates June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five, when federal troops arrived in Galveston, Texas, and gave word to the enslaved African Americans that they were finally free. More than two years after the Emancipation Pro or, uh, Pro Proclamation, and so that that must have been quite a day for those folks. And uh, and uh, I'm glad it I'm glad it's finally uh, recognized as a holiday. Benny is our producer. Benny, how are you today? Hi, doing very well, Kevin. Hope you had a great Father's Day last I, year. You as well, young I, thank man. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I did. Uh, just chilled. I'll show you right now. I'm even wearing them, Kevin. <laughs> My boys. Got me them faces on their socks. Look, that's, I have twins. Socks. There you go, Kevin. And our guest, he's like, great. You're showing your feet online. <laughs> uh, wonderful. He's, he's, he's showing his feet on, uh, and they, they have socks and have faces on them. Now, are those your twins' faces? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, so they had them, them specially made for yep. you. Yep. Very proud to have them on my feet. <laughs> That's very awesome. That's very awesome. And I'm very proud that we have got the gentleman that we have on the show today. His name is Danny Van, and he has quite an amazing story to tell. He's been on my show before, so you can go to positivetalkradio.net and look at and, and uh, search for Danny Van, and you can get his entire background story because that's what we did the last time he was here. So we're not going to spend a great deal of time on that this time we're going to talk about what is happening now and where he is going from here and uh he's got some remarkable products and programs out that he is really encouraging people to live life a little bit better sounds a lot like positive talk radio danny van it's such a pleasure to have you here thank you it really does and i'm positive to be here <laughs> <laughs> i'm positive to be anywhere quite yeah, frankly. that's right yeah <laughs> So it's 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 great to have you here, and uh, uh, your your uh, background and uh, your story is really is quite incredible. You were just by way of just real briefly, you were yes. in the foster care system for for right. many years. 
You yes. also then you grew up and became a Elvis impersonator for forty years. Forty five years. Forty five <laughs> years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and even so you had in those days you had to be really good because Elvis was still alive when you started. When I started he was, yeah. There were very few of us at that time, by the way. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So but you also have morphed that into what you're doing now, which is I think really, really important for the youth of America, whether you are someone that has been in the foster care system or you're just a kid trying to negotiate your way through life. And it is it is challenging in this day and age to do that. So uh, what motivated you to do all of the things that you're doing that we're going to talk about this morning? Well, my, my main motivator was that after a lifetime of chaos and uh, overcoming trauma, uh, from you know my parents' violent divorce, uh, you know through the the uh, child welfare system and on into emancipation of my own at 17 years old, uh, I I went through uh, you know as we talked last time I went through a couple of divorces and some uh, major job changes uh, and lo and behold. Uh, at 59 years old, I had a disabling heart attack, and that's what really facilitated where I'm at right now in my life is uh, it shut down both my music career and my corporate career. I was in corporate America for 35 years, um, and all both of those careers got shut down at the same time. So I went from 200 miles an hour to sitting on my couch, recovering from a massive heart attack uh, that, yes, did occur in my uh, Widowmaker artery. Um, and so from there, uh, I really lamented and, you know, cried out to God, why did you spare me? What am I supposed to do now? You took away the two things that I enjoyed the most and was good at. And now what am I supposed to do? You know, so, uh, so, so the, the thoughts haunted me that, you know, I had been doing benefit concerts uh, for boys homes and, uh, you know, for underprivileged and at-risk families and stuff like that. Uh, I d did it all my career, but the last several years, about 10 years before my heart attack, I went and did three years in a row at a boy's home in my hometown of Bay City, Michigan. And the director told me in that third year, he goes, Danny, he said, you know, you're so encouraging that, you know, you were a child that was once in one of these homes and now you've done what you've done. You made it to Vegas. You've made it into middle management, corporate America. You're very successful. He said, your story needs to be told. He said, you're so inspiring. You've inspired the kids. You've inspired the counselors. You've inspired, you know, the organization here uh, that we can help others uh, you know, be inspired, encouraged to do the things that maybe you're, you're doing someday. So with that, um, after my heart attack, and I couldn't go do anything else, I started um, writing a book, I decided to tell my story. Uh, I checked in with my wife, who was encouraging me to do something. And uh, two and a half years later, uh, my first book came out, My Journey in the Shadow of the King. Uh, which was uh, both an allusion to Elvis and the King of Kings, uh, because there was a spiritual journey that is intertwined with all this, of course. 
And uh, so I published that book. I met uh, through that publication and some of my efforts, I met Dr. John DeGarmo of the Foster Care Institute. And he mentored me for about a year, year and a half. And as I began to create my new brand, uh, uh, I also came up with the idea for a second book, which is the one that we're highlighting right now called 99 Days of 100% Encouragement. And this is like no other book that I've ever written or seen. It's literally a high definition picture book. Uh, where I put the graphics together from, you know, free public domain pictures, along with positive sayings on each day. So it's not a reading book. It's a picture's worth a thousand words, right, Kevin? Yep. And so I put the pictures together. I put positive sayings together. Probably about 60% of the sayings are mine. And I, I brought others in you know, like Mark Twain and, and uh, Thomas Edison and Ben Franklin and uh, um, Dr. Bruce Duncan Perry, who's uh, a famous uh, uh, psychiatrist now who's done 40 years worth of studies on trauma. And he just released a book called What Happened to You? Not what's wrong with you, but what happened to you to cause you to act the way you do today. And uh, so I brought all those positive sayings and those positive uh, uh, things together into this book, 99 Days of 100% Encouragement, and put a say it and share it exercise on each page so that after you're presented with this positive uh, affirmation or this positive saying uh, with a picture that you know encourages you, then I'm asking you to stand in front of a mirror and make a statement about yourself and your your life, and then also to go out throughout your day and share it. Uh, and one of the examples on day one, it says, uh, uh, you are unique. There's no one else in the entire universe that's exactly like you, right? And so uh, you, should, you should be proud of that, right? And so the say it is stand in front of the year, uh, mirror and say, hey, I, I'm a one of a kind. There's nobody like me. And that's okay, right? And yeah. then as you're going out through your day and you come across people and they talk about you and maybe even make comments about you. So you know what? I'm unique. There's nobody like me. And that's all right. <laughs> that can be a very powerful. Statement. Very powerful. Very powerful. And it yep. can, it, you know, it's like a snowflake. There are no two snowflakes that are exactly There's alike. No two. Did you know that even identical twins do not have identical fingerprints? Yes, that's true. Yeah, they have so. their own identity as far as their fingerprints go. And and I've known lots of twins that that even though they're twins and they're very very close, but yeah. they're different. They're yeah. different human beings. They're different. Of course. Yep. So, and also, I want to make sure everybody knows, go to dannyvan.com, and you're also doing a little YouTube series yes. that features the uh, the affirmations from the book, and yes. which is 99 Days of 100% Encouragement. And yep. so you can go to your, your um, um, what is your YouTube channel? Uh, it's uh, Danny Van, uh, uh, former foster. 
if ah. you look. And there's two ends in both names. Danny and Van both have two ends. Right. So, or you can just go to the website, which you is, go to the website and it leads you there. Dannyvan.com. Yeah. It exactly. leads you right there. Yeah. And I, I love what you're doing because you are, you are in foster care. And so yes. you are aware of the trauma that happens to kids in, not only in that environment, but really in this day and age, the trauma that happens to all kids with the yeah. bullying, with the uh, social media, with all of the stuff that they have to contend with. Yes. So I'm really glad that you're doing this because I think it will really help those kids get through some of that dark and icky stuff that, that they have to negotiate through life. Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, there's there's just so many positive messages and so many ways we can help encourage those folks um, in fact, I'm in the process. I'm hoping to be working on a future uh, uh, a charitable organization, which I'm calling Hope, H period, O period, P period, E period, helping other people endure. And its keystone resource will be the book you know, to encourage others. But there's there's a saying that says, uh, Hope is hanging on when your heart has had enough. It's giving more when you feel like giving up. And the author is unknown. And then, of course, my positive saying that goes with that is my hope for you is that you be encouraged today because you're important to me. And I want to see you move in your life. So the encourage yourself, say it and share it that goes with this, which is day 67 of 99 days. I'm hanging on and I'm helping others too. And to share it, you would say, how can I help you? You give me hope. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. But I yeah. got <clears throat> to ask you. Yes, sir. We got to go back to the day that you had your heart attack. Yes, sir. And... You were feeling pretty miserable that day, I would imagine. You know, it's really incredible because I was at work and I was in charge of a multi-million dollar computer conversion project uh, for a local major banking industry. And I was put in charge of this main project. And I, I told them when I first hired in as a consultant that I, I had heart issues. I'd already had bypass surgery at 45 years old oh, wow. and and I was already having some issues with with uh, stress you know the doctor told me keep your stress down well there is there is uh, no such thing as no stress in the computer industry in corporate America I mean it's all high stress but I was feeling tired that day and uh, and I called my wife and I said you know I'm, I'm feeling kind of tired she said well come on home if you don't feel good, come on home. And I said, no, this is a really important meeting and I got to be there and uh, I'll just go take a nap during my lunch hour. Now, believe it or not, I was already in the process of having a heart attack and I didn't know it. And what did I do? I went out into the garage, which is, you know, those high rise garages with multiple floors. And I took a nap in my car. <clears throat> I mean, hello? <laughs> If I, I, you know, I didn't know what was going on. So I, I took a nap. I felt a little better. I got into the meeting and within about 20 minutes, my energy level just tanked. 
And uh, so I, I excused myself from the meeting and I got in my car and drove 20 minutes back home uh, in my car. Oh, my geez. wife took one look at me and said, you got to go the, to the hospital. She goes, you, you need to go. The, you look terrible. I said, no, I'm just tired. I'll go lay down and take a nap. I'll be fine. She goes, no, no, no. She called my mother. She called my sister. <laughs> they finally convinced me that I said, I'll go to urgent care, but I'm not going to ER because I'm not going through all that. I went to Egypt, urgent care. They, they took my uh, uh, blood sample. And within about 10 minutes, the doctor came by looking all really serious you know and he goes uh he goes uh, danny he said we've called an ambulance you're having a heart attack you need to be at the hospital immediately so that was my morning <laughs> you're a you're a typical guy <laughs> <laughs> that we are not under any circumstance i'll be fine don't worry yes. about me you yes. know, I, don't, I don't need to take i don't need to take care of my i'm tough i'm i'm you know, it's amazing and then, and so then you go to the hospital and, yes. uh, um, you're continuing to have this heart attack. Yes. Uh, and then they did, 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 was surgery required? Immediately. They took me in, uh, by, by the way, the ER doc came back, uh, while they were waiting for some of the tests to come back. Cause they had to determine how bad it was. Uh, I mean, they put me all kinds of stuff, blood thinners and, you know, all kinds of things to stabilize me. But he came back and told me, and he says, by the way, he said, uh, your wife told me you just wanted to lay down and take a nap. He said, if you would have done that, you never would have got up. So I owe, I owe my life to my wife. <laughs> well, literally, literally. <laughs> she wanted to keep you around a little bit. Yeah, she here. did. Yeah, well, she apparently, did. so did the uh, the other side. The good Lord wanted to keep you around, too. Yeah. Um, now, so I went in and had immediate two uh, uh, heart cath surgeries, one that day to open up the major artery. And then the next day, uh, I had two more uh, stents put in. So I had three stents put in within two days. And, uh, and since then I've had about eight more stents put in. So now, but you didn't, you know, they say that your chest hurts and, and your left arm hurts and, and you feel this crushing and you didn't have those symptoms. I had the pain was in my back shoulder blade because it was in the back part of my heart, not the front. Uh -huh. So you'll have different pains depending on which arteries are blocked. And in my case, it was the back. So the back of the heart was, was causing real, it felt like somebody actually had a knife in my shoulder blade. It was that sharp. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was how really long, intense. When you, when you, um, you had the surgeries, you were in the hospital for a period of time, and yes. then you came home and you were just looking at the couch, looking at the TV and going, how long was it before you felt like yourself, before you were released to be able to do uh, virtually anything you wanted? Well, I, I haven't been released to do virtually anything I wanted because I was on restrictions. It was a year and a half uh, because I lost a third of my heart function. So I had to go into rehab. Um, they, they pumped me full of all kinds of medicines, you know, to help the, the process to slow the heart down so it didn't relapse or whatever. And it was months before I could, you know, resume even normal daily activities, let alone anything extra. You know, I couldn't drive for three, four months. 
it was it was quite a while uh, so what was it what was it about you that decided no I'm not done. I'm not going to sit on the couch. I'm not going to shut down. I'm not going to just be here. I'm going to reinvent myself at the tender age of 60. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just that I feel like God has me here for a purpose. He had me here for a purpose. And and if he spared me, there must be a reason for it, you know. So I had to find that reason, you know. I was like... I can't just sit here for the rest of my life. You know, I have to do something. And my something all my life was helping others and solving problems. In the corporate world, I solved problems daily. That was my gift, you know. Uh, in my in my own world, my entertainment world, I, I entertained people. I, I took their sadness away. I replaced it with joy. I had fun, you know. I cheered people up. I encouraged them with music, you know. So I took the two of those, and, and Aunt, like, as I said, uh, the the haunting came that you know you need to tell your story. People need to understand, you know, that uh, someone can come from nothing. Because when I first went into foster care, I was the oldest of six kids, and I wore hand-me-downs, you know, and we ate Korean War surplus food uh for you for like two years before i went into foster care uh yeah it was powdered eggs powdered milk you know uh was something else brick cheese you know so you know and you you told a story on the podcast which by the way if you go to positivetalkradio.net you can listen to that podcast this is danny van you can also go to dannyvan.com and find out more about what he's doing the 99 days of 100 percent encouragement he has videos that he's doing his first book that he wrote in the shadow of the king uh, which which was which was great as well and you can you can go look at all of that and uh but it's interesting because you told me a story the first time that um when you were a kid there was a you don't even know what i'm going to say here but there, when you were a kid there was a, a musical group or a musician who came to the foster uh, care facility that you were at right. and he they played they played you were terribly impressed and they took the time to shake your hand that's right and that changed your the court you said i want to be like that guy yes and then Absolutely. as you became an elvis impersonator then you would go back to the foster care facilities and you would make sure to shake everybody's hand because you recognized yes. how important each interaction like that can be to a young mind, just yes. like what you're doing now. So yes. I, I applaud you. I think that's pretty cool. Well, I didn't just shake hands at those facilities. I also shook hands at my audience in my performances. And I especially shook the hands of kids and anyone that was <clears throat> infirm, anybody that was in a wheelchair, anybody that was, you know, elder or whatever. I shook hands with everyone I could reach. And that one handshake at St. Vincent's home in Saginaw, Michigan, I calculated the concerts I did and the number of people that were at most of my concerts. That one handshake, Kevin, over my 45 year career turned into 10,000 handshakes. 
I can I can believe that. And they, the story that that is is that you don't know what impact or the 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 degree of the impact that you're going to have by one interaction that you could have today. Yes. In your walking around world, you could have a in and you could have a conversation with someone or an impact with them that will change the course of their life and then they can go on and do the same thing because that musician who took the time to shake your hand had no earthly idea that was going to turn into 10,000 handshakes. Handshakes. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But just the kindness of doing it that one time. And yeah. so we don't know the impact that we're going to that we can legitimately have with everybody in the world by doing one positive thing. You're doing 99 days out of 100. <laughs> and you know what? That has been picked up and noticed. I'm in Michigan in my base. I'll tell you, I'm in my basement, right? In my basement <laughs> office here. And that book, 99 Days of 100% Encouragement, has been noticed out in California. There's an organization called Just in Time for Foster Youth. And last year, they served 1,600 transitioning out foster youth. They bought 600 copies of 99 Days of 100% Encouragement. And during the month of May and June this year, they're distributing those to their graduates who are coming through what they call empowerment parties uh, this month and, and the end of last month. And they're handing these out as part of their empowerment package to their graduates who are moving on into young adulthood and becoming independent adults. So from, from my basement to San Diego, California and beyond. <laughs> And it's, it, it's truly, um, it's, I would say it's a miracle, but it's not, it's all by divine design. Yes. And that, that's, that's why you're doing this. We're talking with Danny Van, go to dannyvan.com, find out all kinds of stuff about him. Danny, we need to take a break for just a second. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what's in the future for you and what's coming up next. Cause I got a feeling you ain't even close to being done with just, doing what you're going to do. Right. <laughs> so you're listening to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW 1150 AM, and we will return in just two minutes. So stay right where you are. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Allison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. Visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S dot com for your free guided meditation today. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I created Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And if you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 160 podcasts and growing great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. You can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. Please check it out. I created PTR because now's the time for positive change and nothing else matters. Again, 
Visit PositiveTalkRadio.net, and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code POSITIVETALKRADIO at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. anaturaldesign.com Have you ever said, how did I do this again? <clears throat> Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. <clears throat> and welcome back to Positive Talk Radio for a Monday morning. It's Emancipation Day or June 10th. Whichever way you'd like to say it. My name is Kevin McDonald, obviously, from um, Positive Talk Radio. Danny Van is here. He's an author. He's an Elvis impersonator. He is a foster care survivor and a trauma survivor. He's a heart attack survivor. He's had quite the full life, quite frankly. And it's ain't done by a long shot. He's got a lot left in him. And uh, I got a feeling that. Um, being in the computer industry for as long as you were, being a um, entertainer for as long as you were, that uh, you have what I like to call authentic grit. And what authentic grit is is that you're not, you don't, you don't give up, you don't quit, you continue doing what you know to be what your mission is and how it's supposed to be done, and uh, you continue it, and uh, and good things sooner or later are going to happen because of it, and you're going to impact a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. I actually, uh, I just completed an interview for an article on resilience. Uh, and uh, I have that uh, uh, up on my website now, but it's for Authority Magazine. And it, it's all about defining uh, the five keys to resilience. And so uh, that's, it really is a reflection of that, you know, so. We know what's interesting about that is I turned grit into an acronym yes and r is it's, resilience it has to be <laughs> it does yes it, it has to be <laughs> it's, it's one of the components of you know it's it's like gratitude and resilience and um um and i can <laughs> forget what it is real quick and uh and t which is toughness um, all right because we've got we've got to to in order to well, you know more than in order to survive the life that you had when you were a kid, you had to be tough. You had to yeah. be resilient. Yeah. And and now you've got a lot of gratitude for everything that you went through because it became you became the man that you are today and can now impart the wisdom that has been given to you over time back to kids. So maybe, just maybe, you can reach somebody so they don't have to go through the extent of it like you did. Right, right. And, and to help them through that journey, you know, to ease some of those potholes and speed bumps and detours. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. 
Well, and, and uh, you know, I'm looking at your websites, and some of the reviews that you've gotten, Dr. John DeGarmo, do you know who that is? Yes, he's the Foster Care Institute uh, mentor that I had. <clears throat> and he says it's a great book. I'm excited for others to read this important book as there are so many life lessons in it, life lessons for all of us, which I couldn't agree more. I think it's, I think it's great. And, and uh, another review, uh, uh, I love Danny's book, 99 Days of 100% Encouragement. Just taking one day at a time with simple message with a simple message each day. I've never been one of those for loads of motivational messages and pictures, although at the right time, in the right amount, they are very powerful. If you're ready for a bit of inspiration and needing a bit of encouragement, it's time for this book. Read the day's quote and reflect on it. How can I use this message today? Not tomorrow, not the day after, today. Good luck in your journey and happy reading. Uh, John Baker, author of Running Meetings to Make Things Happen. And uh, he's from England, so yeah, um, from the UK, yeah, yeah. So it's you know your your and, and another review that I read said, and you don't call yourself a professional author. <laughs> so you had and you know you've had an impact. I'm I'm pleased to have had an impact. It's it's been a blessing because. You know, I'm just out there trying to help people. Now, I've got some statistics. I don't know if people will tolerate that on a Monday morning. But um, in my research, first of all, the, the, the foster care statistics are that there are on, on any given day today, as we sit here, as you're listening to this broadcast, there are approximately 450,000 children and youth in foster care in America right now, 110,000 are waiting to be adopted, okay? Um, of those that actually um, age out or are probably about 20 to 23,000 youth age out of the foster care system every year between 18 and 21 years old, depending on your state. And I think in, in uh, Washington there, it's uh, 21. Out of those that age out, 70% will be on government assistance within four years. 50% will become unemployed. 50% will experience homelessness. 25%, only 25% will complete high school. And less than 12% of them will ever earn a college degree of any kind. Only 3% uh, graduate from uh, like a master college, you know, the higher level. And, and that's just the foster youth. I've also discovered research that says over the years, because this has been going on for decades, right? Uh, little orphan yeah. Annie and all that stuff from the 20s, 30s, 40s. Uh, many, many, many of the foster youth that are in foster care today are actually the second and third generation of families that have been in foster care. So the parents and the grandparents were in foster care. So this is a life cycle that's continuing, right? And I, I was curious because as I was putting the book of 99 Days of 100% Encouragement together, I wrote it to target a level of youth that would be in their teens, but I also wanted to target 
traumatized individuals who, as, as an adult, I went to over 20 years of counseling in my life, and I still have issues, right? Well, this is part of what Dr. Bruce Duncan Perry discovered, and so did Bessel van der Kolk, uh, Mate uh, 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 Gabor, many of these uh, folks who have studied uh, trauma's effect on the brain, is when you're a child and you don't get nurturing, and you don't get support, and you don't get consistency and family wholesomeness and all that kind of stuff, the wiring in your brain does not connect. You don't have that loving support. So those portions of your brain never connect. So that's where Bruce Duncan Perry says, what happened to you? You, you had trauma. You had things that messed up your ability to figure things out and to cope. You can't give love if you never got love right? And it, it's repairable. That's the good news because our brain is what they call elastic, has elasticity. It can, it can reform and recreate connections, but you have to be loved. So if you're given love, you can learn how to accept it and to get love over time, right? Well, so here's the, here's the kicker. In the United States today, there are between 12 and 13 million adults who have come from this type of trauma, family trauma and other kinds of trauma that are walking around this country in some sort of state of PTSD or even worse, uh, they've recently discovered that youth trauma like this of abuse or sexual abuse or domestic violence and all that other kind of trauma is actually measured three to four times greater than the trauma that our military vets have gone through in facing war because it's daily and it never ends. And they so, are just, and a lot of them are just children. They're just well, children. So their brains can't develop. So the trauma perpetuates. There are half a million people in the foster care system at any given time. That's, that's an incredible statistic. It is. I, 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 had, no, I had no idea. So yep. let, let me ask you a little bit about that system because I think the common perception is is that you, the uh, child ends up in foster care because there was dysfunction in the family unit and uh, they couldn't, the mom and dad, for whatever reason, either drug addiction or, or they went to jail or whatever. Divorce, divorce, divorce. yeah. Yep. A nasty divorce, and, and one yep. of them was ruled fit, unfit, to to take care of the kids. So they would end up in foster care, and the uh, and the assumption then is, is that the foster care parents and systems gather those children, nurture them, make sure that the good foster parents are there, and and all of that. But that also doesn't isn't necessarily true, um, right. in all cases because you get put in. Well, let me ask you, you get put into a foster care situation, then you're kind of forgotten about. Is that, well, is that true? Well, in some cases that happens, yes. Um, but the original concept of foster care and the one that they're still trying to perpetuate is that foster care is intended to be temporary care, temporary custody, while the parents get their act together, the goal of foster care is ultimately is supposed to be reunification. So the family's in trouble. The family's going to get some help 
We're going to take the kids, put them in a foster environment temporarily until the parents can get it together and pull the kids back. And that's and what, but that doesn't happen. Well, so what, yeah, I was going to ask you, so <laughs> what happens when the parents um, cannot get out of the, whatever situation they're in, either drug addiction or, or dysfunction of some kind. And so, or, or they just basically say, fooey, I'm done with it. Um, yeah. You keep them. They can uh, give up the rights. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, and so you, you keep them and then, and then the foster care um, parents say, no, this is a temporary deal. I didn't, I didn't bargain to, to get to adopt this child. And so you take them back to the state. And what happens to the kid? They'll either go into another foster home. They'll go into a group home or they'll be put up for adoption. And now you have to remember the other factor in all of this is that these kids in many cases uh, are woken up in the middle of the night. They're told they have two minutes to grab whatever they can, throw it into a garbage bag, and they're yanked out of their home. They lose their school. They lose their friends. They lose their possessions. They lose their family all in a matter of minutes. And now the rest of their life is moving from place to place because guess what? Many of them act out. Many of them are anger. Many of them are spiteful. You know, they're confused. It depends on their age. If they've already been traumatized and now their thinking isn't straight in the first place, and now you take them and do all these things to them, what do you think you wind up with? We used to call them juvenile delinquents, but these are, these are hurting people who, I mean, hey, folks, remember what COVID did when you got locked down? How did you like that? Guess what? Take you out of your home and put you in someone else's home and not tell you when you're ever going to be able to go back. How are you going to act for the rest of your life? You know, so you put those factors in there. And now these kids who are in a foster home don't want to be there, don't like it. It's a totally different environment, different rules, different people, different family members. And they act up and they get bounced around because some people aren't prepared to deal with it. There's a new movement called trauma informed parenting which is really helping and really starting to bring these kinds of issues to light so that as the kids are uh, being identified and being put into some counseling and stuff, rather than just throw drugs at them because they're ADHD or whatever label they want to put on them, they're actually trying to determine where is this child? Where are they in their development? What can we do to help them through this? And how can we nurture them instead of torturing them worse you know uh and so they get moved around uh the parents you know that may make promises to them that they don't keep and so you have that piece of the puzzle you know um kind of like gee someday you'll get to take your mask off you know we went through this too promises promises but boom there's another wave you know and uh it, it just it's it's heart-wrenching you know, it just it, no, there's no wonder to me, after after listening to that, why, um, I, I I just have to say this, is um, what we're doing, number one, is wrong for the kids, but we're also setting up our society to have to deal with um, broken people. 
that 12 to 13 million of them right now in the in the u.s and that can, it's totally avoidable if we yeah. were to spend the money up front to and have the resources to take care of the kids the way that they should be taken care of think about the incarceration rate you didn't mention that but i'm sure it's in there yeah 50 percent will wind up in in prison yeah 50 percent five zero five zero and, and that is that's or or not wind up in prison but at least have some brush with the law okay and, and yeah. what that means is if you yeah. as an example if you get a felony now you can't vote uh, it's hard to get a job you end up being either homeless or you have to reoffend or you have to steal to live or whatever it is so we are creating by doing what we are doing we are creating our being our own self worst self enemy of yeah. our society by having by having and there are what 20 30,000 that age out every year and yes. but there isn't well let me ask you is there a system by which these folks can be um helped through and and give yeah. guidance and and all right. of that or and, and and by the way these are all state run organizations so right. they they vary widely yep. according to which state you happen to be in. If you're in Washington, which is more progressive, you're going to get a whole different experience than if you were, I'll pick one, uh, Alabama or, right. or Mississippi. Right. It's going to be a completely different system that yeah. you're going to be a part of. Am I correct That's, in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. But there is some good news on that front. And oh, good. <laughs> the good news is for about the last somewhere between 10 and 20 years, there has been a movement to come alongside the families in in a new program that I think came out about six or eight years ago called Families First, where they're trying to get in front of this. And when the families are struggling, they've discovered that somewhere in the neighborhood of 60% of the kids that wind up in foster care come from families that are just dealing with poverty. A spouse lost a job, they got a divorce, and it's a single family, you know, single parent situation now, and they're struggling financially, or the, or they have gotten depressed and got into drugs, and there's, there, there's poverty going on. So there wasn't abuse, it wasn't abuse, abuse, it was neglect, right? And, and most of it is, is dealing with poverty. So they've discovered if they come alongside, and I think Washington was one of the states where they did a program like this they came alongside the families and they reduced the foster care flow into foster care by something like 20 or 30 percent uh, which is good news now the other good news is that uh, there have been a couple of great programs coming out of Washington DC with federal funds uh, that are uh, have a, a transition youth programs so that before the youth transition out of foster care, like one or two years before, there's a program put in place to start training them and, and, and helping them uh, uh, get into uh, careers or jobs or trade schools or whatever uh, to try and give them a little leg up as they transition out. This work that you're doing, uh, the books that you've written, it all is extremely important and valuable because a lot of people like me don't, if you're not involved in it, it you become blind to it and, right. we, and we don't see it. 
Um, and and you think these kids are a bunch of thugs that that are in foster care because they did something wrong, you know, and they're bad kids, you know, and they're not. I don't know that there's such a thing as a bad kid. Well, yeah, yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. What I mean by that is, no, they are doing bad things. Right, yes, Um, yes. And and it's because they don't have the nurturing and the love. I can't imagine. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to picture this. It is 10 o'clock at night. And you're in bed, you've got, and you've got school in the morning, and you've got a date with somebody later that day, or you've got friends that you're going to go see, and all of a sudden, some guy that you don't know walks into that house and says, grab your stuff, come with me. Yep. Then you get in a car, and you go someplace you've never been in your life, and they, they say, get out of the car, go to this bedroom, and by the way, these are the people that are going to take care of you, and now you're in your bedroom of a place you've never met before, you've never been there before, you don't have any idea when you're going to go back to your school, to your friends, you've got all this, and then, and then no wonder you would get angry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, absolutely. That I, and that you would be unfair and you would, and, but you, but you, there's nowhere to go. There's no one to imagine if, you. imagine if you're only three years old. Oh man. Imagine, you know, three, six, nine teenagers is, you know, is where you get the biggest uh, anger, you know, of course, but even those little, little guys. So where I'm going with all this now is, is it's, we it's can do kinda, better. Yes. Oh, yes. But it's been an evolving thing for me. Okay. As I, as I wrote the first book was my memoir. The second book was to, Hey, let me see if I can help encourage some people. And now I'm moving into a stage where I'm getting into speaking engagements. I'm available for speaking. I'm, I'm available for consulting. Uh, because there's a ton of resources. One of the things I've discovered, Kevin, when you go to my website, I've got over five or six dozen links to all kinds of free resources and programs and uh, organizations that are there to help people going through these various stages of this chaos to, to, to chaos to 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 hope is what I call it. They're, they're coming out of chaos and I'm trying to help them get some hope and find some hope and encourage them. So here's what I'm doing is I'm putting together a program. Um, I'm, like I said, I, I pl- plan on calling it hope, helping other people endure. Um, and my goal is to help child and family service agencies and foster parents in CASAs, the court-appointed special attorneys, the the gals, the guardian at Lydams that are trying to help these these children and these teens, I'm trying to help them transform trans uh, traumatized children's lives from chaos to hope, so that they can succeed in life. And that's that's my 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 mantra for my organization is to to help bring together people and resources and just in time does that there's another organization that's being put together uh by a former uh, assistant secretary of of of, uh, uh health and human services lynn johnson has just created a brand new uh charity called all in one fostering forward and her concept is, is very similar to this. So we're going to kind of blend our efforts. And uh, she wants to help uh, 
bring the community leaders and the church members and the churches together to all blend in and help these families, both before, during, and after foster care placements, okay? Help cut off the flow by helping the families before, help the families that are in foster care that need some extra help, and then help those youth that age out or even young adults who have aged out and are dealing with the trauma of everything they've been through to try and normalize their lives and get on and become you know, autonomous, independent adults. So that's where I'm doing these days. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Danny, that is, that is the essence of what uh, we're trying to do at Positive Talk Radio is to bring people that are actively working to make a difference. Is our world perfect? Far from it. Are there lots of problems? Yes, there are. And it's important that we not uh, be Pollyanna and then put our head in the sand and say, everything's just fine. We're just going to be positive and it's going to, we can do positive things. We can do great things if we work together to develop it, but we have to understand it. And yes. that's, that's why having someone like Danny here is so important is yeah. so that we can understand the scope and the magnitude of the issue so that then we can work together to bring people together to help work to solve it. And that's one of the things that we're doing is we're doing a, a segment called Angels Among Us yeah. on Wednesdays. So so if any one of these would like to come on and talk to us, I would, we would love to have them. Can I tell your listeners what they can do to help foster care right now? We've got three minutes. Go ahead. You got it, my friend. What you can do to help foster care right now is find, uh, do a search on your computer for the word foster closet foster closet in your city your county your neighborhood and make a donation instead of having a rummage sale take those clothes to foster closet take those toys to foster closet they support foster families and foster youth aging out okay so any foster family or any foster youth if you're homeless if you're uh if you need supplies if you're setting up an apartment and you need supplies find a foster closet and they will give to you if you've been in the foster care system or if you're a foster parent whatever they have you can have free they they make the donations and they're there to provide resources to the kids and that's again foster closet yep just Search google it it'll it'll show up in your city in your county there's one in your county and uh, they'll help kids even if you're 21 25 years old and you're in between jobs and you run into a problem if you're a former foster you can go to a foster closet and if they have it it's yours I'll tell you what, there's very little difference between 21 and 25. I remember I used to be that age. Yep. And it's, it's a tough time, even in the best of circumstances. It's a absolutely. Tough time. Absolutely. And uh, my website has over five dozen other links to all kinds of other resources, folks. And that's um, Danny Van with two N's, DannyVan.com. Two yes. N's and two N's. Two N's and two N's, yeah. So, Danny, I, I just got, we've got less than a minute, and I just wanted to say thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's great to have you here. I'd like to have you back. I'd like to follow your, your new career after, <laughs> after being an Elvis impersonator and stuff. I, I think it's just, I, I think what you're doing is just great. Thank and, you. uh, and I, and I thank you for that. Um, 
I've got just about 20 seconds. So I just, Nin, I just 99 yeah. day, 99 days of hundred percent encouragement. It starts with the number 99 it's on amazon.com or you can get a signed copy at dannyvan.com. What a dannyvan.com. He makes more money that way. <laughs> so thank you everybody. We'll see you Wednesday afternoon. Be kind to one another because each other's all we got. And I really mean that. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.